Hi, and welcome to Lemonade Legend. I am Michelle Faust, and this is where we amplify the voice of people who have gone through a breakthrough moment for really turning lemons to lemonade. And uh, we share their story, because um, they are fabulous. And uh, my current project right now is a book um, on the those types of stories called the lemonade stand so we're in a series right now uh where i am uh podcasting my guests are all co-authors of the book and so for today we have samantha root also known as sam uh and her chapter in the book was entitled faith driven and people inspired so welcome sam great to have you here so um, we want to talk a little bit um, about why you joined up to write your story and share your story and a little bit of what it's about. Um, I, I will say first and foremost, because um, I do believe this with everyone, it's a very brave and courageous thing to do to uh, share your story out there. And uh, so I want to thank you for that and being a part of that. Um, so if you just speak, um, a little bit to um, what some of the, the background on the story and um, why you decided you wanted to share it. That's a great question. So um, earlier this year, I had just gone through some challenges uh, with work. So I left a full-time career, um, full-time plus, plus, plus job. So I was working well over a hundred hours a week um, for a commercial cleaning company. Um, had moved my way on up until like um, a C position, C level position. Um, and if life, I guess, things took place that all came to a head and decided to make a, a change. And during that change, there was just, um, I don't know, it, it really, it flipped my world upside down. It caused me to evaluate things. And one of those specific components that clear as day I just felt on my heart was you know, you need to, I call them humble nuggets, but you need to humble yourself, get some humble nuggets going on and kind of raised my hands and said, okay, Lord, what do you, what do you want me to do? Like whatever, however bold and however big, small, whatever you ask of me, I'm willing to do it because I know that you're, it's kind of your calling and there's a reason why you were flipping my world upside down. And so um, you came along on my Facebook page. I still have no idea how all that worked, but it did. And when you had reached out to me, your message was simple, but you felt that I had a story to share. I don't even remember what the post specifically was about that I had uh, put out there on Facebook. And I knew that it was him uh, saying it's time for you to go do your first big thing. And so I didn't, I didn't question it. I procrastinated. You know, I procrastinated. I was <laughs> finding every You're not the only one though. <laughs> <laughs> I said like every excuse in the book. And, um, and then I just was like, okay, Sam, shut up. You have to, you said you were willing to do whatever he tells you to do. And here you go again, not doing what he's telling you to do. So yeah, I moved out of the way and decided here we go. And here I am. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I can't remember the specifics um, either. Other, uh, I, I think it was that we somehow made a connection and I just, um, uh, there have been some of the women, m most of the authors have been referred. There's been a few where I 
somehow I came across them and it just, sometimes you just kind of know instinctively. Yeah. There's that story behind them or, or, and so, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask and, 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 yeah. and you jumped in and um, it's pretty cool. Um, and your story is um, very interested and very complex. <laughs> The I'm sorry, we have to, you have to buy the book and read it, but um, you have a lot of things going on, and you've had a lot of things going on all your life, so um, I'm not sure you've ever sat down for more than five minutes. That's probably why you're doing the podcast, so you can sit down for like Maybe. 30 minutes yeah. at least. <laughs> and I'm sitting in our bed because I'm like, oh my gosh, I can actually be comfortable for a moment with no screaming anything's going on. <laughs> So you have you have a number of children, mm -hmm. five. five. Yep, and um, the youngest is what about two? Two. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oldest is nineteen. Yeah. Okay. So you have quite a spread. Yeah. Um, along with businesses that you're running and and you know all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So what would you say? Um, which I'm gonna get into you know um, into the work side of of what you do. But what would you say is um really kind of that little piece of your story um that is what the message that you wanted to get out there honestly i think the biggest thing for me is um i've always been i've been called like a square peg in a round hole uh, a lot a lot a lot and i've been told that i'm very direct but you know i i look at my life now Years and years ago, I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand why I had all these traits and who I am or whatever, right? But then you get to this certain place in your life where, I don't know, it's kind of like uh, take a crap or get off the pot moment for me, where it's like you can either see it as a curse yeah. and really be down on myself, or I can look at what the blessing is through it. And I think when I started opening my heart to seeing it as a blessing, um, the amount of people that came around me with my personality. Um, my story, I, I don't know if it's a leadership quality. I don't know what it is, but I, I want to be the first person in line to mention all my, my habits, my hangups, my screw ups, my defects, because I'm very comfortable with that. It is who I am, but I can also have children. I smile. I have a marriage. I have friends. I have successful businesses. So, uh, I don't know. I, I want my story to be able to, you know, even if it's one human being that says, hey, I messed up like that too. And I want to use those things as a reason and not an excuse anymore. I mean, you can die happy that way. You've, you've left a legacy, you've changed someone's life. And so that's really what I wanted to portray is encourage people to be perfectly imperfect um, and get comfortably uncomfortable with it. You have to, you have to be your authentic self. Well, we have to love ourselves first. Amen. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, I, I think that's a lesson that's hard for people to accept because mm -hmm. there is definitely a, um, a, an image um, out there and a perception of what um, people should be. And uh, I don't fit it. I don't. In fact, I think most of the authors in the book don't really fit that perfect mm -hmm. um, image and I, I, I in fact probably most people don't <laughs> well and you have to be 
when you're, you are yourself, actually yesterday, I got asked a really good question by someone. Um, it's a client of mine, a big client. And um, he asked me the question, like, you know, in real estate, how do you, like, what about a listing appointment? What about just with work? How do you dress? Like, what do you, how do you show up to the game? Right. And my, my answer was very simple. Today, it's Sunday. I'm in mom clothes. Um, but the person knows I'm going to show up in mom clothes because I was just taking care of the kids. Yeah. My trademark are Converse shoes. I love wearing my Converse. I'm comfortable if I need to walk, if I need to jump a fence, if I need to do whatever, <laughs> I can. Um, I dress decent on the top. But like even today, I, was, I know that we're doing this. But I am myself, you know, and I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off doing a pool inspection and, you know, getting my kids situated with what they're helping with work and just, you know, be, be who you are and no Instagram filters, just, you know, wear it. Well, you're being authentic today and I love that. So tell me a little bit about your work and how you transitioned over into uh, settling with real estate. So um, I've actually had my real estate license for 14 years. I'm what's called dually licensed. So I have my license still in Texas where we're originally from. And then I have my Arizona license and I've had that three years. Um, I used to work at an animal clinic and they got into new home sales when my kids were really young. And then the kids, uh, my daughter was three at the time and didn't want to come home with me. She called me Samantha and pushed my arm away. She was with my now ex-mother-in-law. So I quit new home sales and told the builder. And then we started a a real estate company Um, kind of years forward. The, as a single mom, the market tanked. And so I had to get my house back um, really start from ground zero, but I needed stability and I needed insurance benefits. And so I started looking for a full-time job um, worked full-time, but have always kept my license. Like for, I love helping people and um and so now with this transition i've i've stayed in real estate just on a referral basis over the years um the last three and a half years i've i've stayed pretty steady every year where i get some referrals even though they knew i was working a full-time job and so it was just a natural transition when i quit my job in july to go full-time and um yeah it, it just it was a career that found me um it's a it's a perfect legacy block. And so, yeah, I mean, real estate's just what I'm going to do forever because it won't let me go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have to say um, one impression that I get, because I do follow you on Facebook and um, you genuinely take it to heart. Oh yeah. When you're working with your clients. I mean, it, it, that definitely comes out. Um, you know, it's, you weren't afraid to put it out there and ask for prayers for one of your clients to, you know, that their offer would be accepted. And um, you get so excited, you know, when, when, um, you know, it does get accepted. And it's not just about the home sale, it's about the family who's now going to have a home to call their own. Well, there's a reason, right? There's a reason someone is selling and there's a reason someone is buying, whether it's, I need investment for college funds for my kids, or I can't afford my house anymore, or we're having a baby or whatever it is. And I think, and you know, it's funny you say that, that I, I really care about my clients and something that when you say that, that reminds me is people have said, um, you know, people that have a job, 
say, stop taking things so personal, Sam. It's just a job. You know, it's just a transaction. I don't have that switch in me. I don't know how to turn that off. I don't know how to not take it personal. I just don't. And I've tried and I've gone to counselors and therapy for it. It just, yeah, it's who I am. I, they trust me and I don't take that trust lightly. Yeah. Well, um, I think it's a great place to be operating from. Um, I'm going to share just a little piece of your story that uh, kind of struck me. Um, I I think I'm, I I love real estate. If I could be a real estate mogul, like buy up every piece of property I I could, I think I would. Um, And it drives my husband crazy. But (laughs) I I think it comes from a background of, um, we didn't have a lot of money. We ended up, um, my family having to rent houses all the time and of course you know you rent and then the owner says oh well we're gonna sell so you know you gotta move and we find another place and I think that somehow that instilled in me this need and desire to have a place that I call my own mm-hmm. yeah. you know, not just a roof over my head yeah. um, so that's kind of a little bit of me and so when I read this little piece in, in your story it really struck me but um, before you got married to your second husband, mm-hmm. you were living in a one-bedroom apartment with three kids. Yes. And what what really that that's not the point. The point was is your attitude was more about okay, how can we make this fun? Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of a miserable situation to have to you know. But it, it was your reality at the time, yeah. so. You know, um, so tell me a little bit about that and how how you were able to put a positive spin on it. Um, so I had, when I got divorced, I lived in rental homes too, like kept running and running and running um, and then was able to purchase a house. Um, when I purchased this house, it was out in the country, a place called Prosper, Texas. Um, we lived, how, Taylor, my oldest son used to know how we were getting home because he would always see the longhorns in the field. And that's how he knew we were turning down the road. And so, you know, this home was really special. It was my way of feeling like I got back on my feet. And so when the real estate market tanked, I had to give my house back. It went into short sale. And, um, you know, I had grown into this three bedroom, two bath or yeah, three bedroom, two bath house, um, in the country, everything I wanted and I loved it and having to pack it all up and give furniture away. Um, I wanted to be closer to Dallas because it's where I was working, um, and where the job was going to be. And I couldn't afford a house. Like I, I could not afford the cost of living there. And so I tried my best. I tried to go with a decent apartment complex. It was new. So that way we had newer things. Um, I needed it to be safe, you know, because I'm a single mom with these kids. And, um, and so we just moved in and, and the kids were little, I mean, my kids were, Taylor was probably maybe five, maybe six, something like that. Um, you know, you've got Hayden, my fi- now 15 year old, he was probably four, three or four years old. And then Annalisa in between. And, um, you know, they look at you, you have to be the strong one. You know, I can cry. I can freak out. I can do all these things on the back end. But when it came to the kids, I just refused to let them see that. Um, so, you know, we all three kids and me shared a closet. We shared a bathroom, which was a nightmare. Um, a tiny little kitchen. That was a nightmare. We had no cable. We had no Netflix. We didn't have any of that. So I'd pop in DVDs for them to watch, you know, TV on a little tiny TV. 
Um, and then we shared a one bed, we shared a queen size bed. So me and the kids shared a queen size bed. Um, you know, but if you tell them it's safe and it's okay, it's safe and it's okay. They don't know how to question that yet. Yeah. Um, and if you were to freak out, then they would be freaking out. You know, if you felt, if you showed them that they're missing out on something, they would feel like they're missing out on something. So yeah, I mean, you just do what you do, right? Yep. You certainly do. I mean, we have to uh, uh, deal with the hand uh, and get with doubt, um, yeah. which is really uh, what behind the lemonade, Dan. So how do you make the, you know, the lemonade out of the lemons? And um, you've done you, a, a really amazing job because a lot of it's been done as a single woman with kids. And, um, and that's not easy. That's never easy to, to not have that support person right there in your life. Um, so one other thing I wanted to ask you is that I know this was the title of your chapter and I know it, it, um, it, it, uh, kind of how you, um, work your business in, and that is the faith driven people inspired. Um, talk to me a little bit about, about that and where that came from. So I have a blog that I've had for 10 years, very much a love divorce it kind of relationship. So I would write a ton and then I would delete all the posts because I didn't want to deal with it no more. And it, I didn't like it, but for some reason I know the conviction that I still have to have it. Um, and when I started writing the blog, uh, years, 10 years ago, I had written faith driven people inspired as like the little domain thing when people search. Um, but then, you know, years later, because of the love hate relationship, I took that line away. Um, this year I, when I quit my job and I started looking at really creating a logo, um, for my business, my real estate business, um, I, I posted two different designs and I asked people what they thought about it. And something that people said, um, like the consensus, I guess, for the most part was, but what's your slogan? What's your slogan? Like, what's going to define you? You know, like, oh, I sell houses or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I've never thought about a slogan. And so, but right away, I think because I, for years I had typed that faith driven people inspired, I wrote that and then shared it with my Facebook audience, um, and Instagram and the amount of, um, I don't even know, I don't know what the, the, the proper words of it would be, but everybody knew me. And so the people that know me knew it was me. It's, it is who, who I am and what I live. And so that just became, it became Sam, you know, because I am everything I do, I will lead with my faith first, but I do all of these things in my life because again, I, people like people are everything to me. It's why I live and I breathe. I really do believe that. Um, everyone, you know, people's encouragement or people's stories or people's struggles, they do inspire me. It, it keeps me on my A game. It keeps me staying transparent and like doing things like this, like saying, Hey, I'm going to stick myself out there for other people. I'm doing it because I'm people inspired, not because this was Sam inspired at all. <laughs> well, you got to be a little Sam inspired too. Oh, you, you I, know. I tell you, it was not easy. You know, I was struggling. My gosh. <laughs> but it, it doesn't that give you even that much more satisfaction of, being able to come out the other side when you know you you have struggled and yeah. you did the work that you needed to do to make it happen. Yeah, and you know, I think um, 
I don't always think I made it to the other side. I don't know that I'm at the other side yet. I think that, um, you know, when I die, I'll make it to the other side. But right now, like I, I look and I'm like, okay. And there's some days where, and I see these big kids. So I have the little ones, but then I have these kids that are huge, like way taller than me. And I'm thinking, how on earth did we make it? I don't even know. Like these, all these creatures and children and my life belong to me. This is, this is my life. So yeah, it's humbling. Those humble nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you make a good point is that you probably really haven't made it because you never know tomorrow could bring a whole different calamity for all we know, you know, and, and um, that's why that's how I'm trying to learn to live my life is that it's um, I'm grateful for every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even though we all have our story, our story isn't fully written right. until the day we die, really. Um, because well, along the way, you're going to have a legacy like you, you created this atmosphere for us to share a story, right? And so even when you're not here anymore, your book will always be here. Your, your book, you're, you're on the internet now for crying out loud. You're everywhere you so our physical self will be gone but your your legacy is going to still be there well thank you and i I appreciate you sharing that because you know one of the motivation for me is um i wanted my girls to understand Um, i have two daughters grown daughters and Mm -hmm. they two things that i wanted them to understand first of all I don't think they've ever really fully appreciated um, my life growing, you know, growing up and also things that uh, my young adulthood, and I, I wanted them to understand. And I didn't think they'd ever be patient enough to just sit down and let me talk about it, you know? And um, a book, you know, or, or a chapter in a book makes it more real. But the other thing is I really wanted to pass on the, the legacy, not only to them, mm-hmm. but I have realized that being able to have that fearless attitude, how incredibly um, important it is um, for women out there. And, you know, I want my children to understand that. And I hope that there'll be women that will benefit from understanding that. Um, you know, we, we can't crawl under the bed, you know, under the covers. We've got to yeah. get up in the morning. I can tell you, I've had mornings where I didn't think I could get up. <laughs> I, you know what I used to do when I get sick because I have like severe depression. It doesn't, it doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, I kind of feel it coming on. And so I give myself this rule. I'm allowed to hide under the covers. So I'll take the boys to daycare, the four-year-old and two-year-old, but then I come home and I will literally give myself permission to hide under the covers, sleep if I want to. But at 10 o'clock I get my butt up and then I get going, strap on my boots. But up until that, I am allowed to be a mess. I am allowed to like feel all the feels and it, for some reason, having that just small moment then allows me to feel like I'm in control again of what, whatever that outcome is going to look like. I think by doing that, that part of your uh, being your, the authentic self and, and not living the image, like uh, it, the image might be, uh, I should be up and dressed oh, yeah. and with makeup on by eight o'clock and out the door and, you know, you know, hiding, putting the mask on when I know I don't feel mm-hmm. like that, you know, energetic person. So, I, you know, I think that that's really good advice, actually. You know, 
saying and just tell people like, hey, sorry. And who? nobody's going to know. Oh, I have an appointment till 10. <laughs> it's an appointment with myself. I just don't get technical with the world about it. You know. That's right. That's right. You are checking the real estate out under your covers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh huh. I'm just like, oh yeah, I got it until ten, and it. You know, I don't know. I, I think the and you know, like with your daughters too. Something. I don't know if you feel the same way, but women. You know, women that have children, whether um, whether they've lost children, whether they um, have given their children up for adoption, whether there's been tragedy with a child, or just ours that are roaming, right? Um, but something I, I really do believe to be truth is we want the moment you have something that is relying on you in that way, something that an umbilical cord or something has connected you to, um, the, the monumental level of fear kicks in because you are so scared to fail them. You are scared to hurt them. You are scared to breathe wrong and everything. And, and like in your case, you know, again, going back to that legacy, I really, I think everything you've done for even us, because I don't, I didn't know you before this project. Right. Um, but I can tell you that just in the very short amount of time, everything you've done for all of us, like if you were not to be here tomorrow, everyone would, um, you know, take that baton and carry it for you and give that legacy and make sure the girls are taken care of, make sure that they, you know, continue to thrive and to push forward and to succeed. It's, you know, that's how I feel that the world gives back to us for all of this, you know, junk we've gone through because it allows you to then make an impact in the world. And then ultimately it's just to take care of our kids, at least for me, I do all this because I want you know, people at my funeral, I've always said this at my funeral, I want people to be able to tell the kids that I've done a decent job in life, but to always tell them, if you need anything, I'm here for you. Like, I will help you. We will get you through this, whatever, you know? Well, thank, thank you for that. I, I, I hope to be around to the end of the book. <laughs> oh, you will. You will. But I feel, I feel comforted in knowing that, that, that it, it would move on. But I, I do think we haven't just created a book. We've created a community and a oh, movement. Yeah. And, um, and I didn't anticipate that in the beginning. Really? I, I, no, I, I, I expected <laughs> a book. And um, it, 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 so, so I don't think it was my vision or the things that I was doing as much as the collaboration of all these like incredible women. I mean, everybody is so special. And it was almost like this simultaneous uh, coming together and loving each other and supporting each other and, and just saying, this is a community. Mm -hmm. And um, that, that's been probably the most exciting outcome for me. And, and um, you know, soon, because we're going to figure out how to community, uh, you know, continue and thrive and grow and, and uh, be something Something, something more. I'm not sure what that's going to be yet, but yeah, we're all stuck with each other at this point. I tell you what, like we have helped each other find our words. We have helped each other find kind of clarity through the story because it is hard. It's hard, right? To condense everything. Yeah. For some reason, knowing you have to fit in a box is very stressful and we yeah. overthink everything, right? God forbid we miss one word that could have made all the difference. And, um, so I think when you've done that with a group of women, you're just stuck with each other for life. There's not even another option, you know? 
Yeah, no, I agree with you. And, you know, I, I think the level of acceptance has been um, uh, a lot of what I've seen. Like I know your heart word, because um, we all picked a word that we're going to put in, in a heart, and uh, you're striped, you're the zebra, you're the one that's a little bit different, but you are so comfortable in that skin. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, um, it's a great message to, you know, to other people. It's like, don't care about what other people think. Just be your authentic you. Yeah. And, and, and everyone in, in this, our community is so okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Mm-hmm. So, so there, 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 there will be more things coming out. In fact, you, you talk about condensing your story, and I know Davina has always talked about she's got more of a movie yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. in her life. Uh, after everyone's read the book, so we're not giving anything away, I think yeah. we need to go come back and, and podcast and continue the stories. Yeah. <laughs> because I think most everyone has more. Yeah. Story. You got you got a lot more than just what's in that, that chapter. Mm-hmm. So that's a thought. I have to think about how to do that. Hurting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cats again, remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've, I've adopted that term um, <laughs> it, because it's, it's so true. It's um, a beautiful cat, but it has been hurting it's cats. It's a feral one. I just warn you, it's a feral one. <laughs> Well, anyways, we're having an awful lot of fun doing this while at the same time we're trying to make the world a better place. You know, hey, I might not, you know, be able to get a Nobel Prize and and you probably won't either. But, you know, we're doing our best. Yeah. One person doing whatever they can to bring a little more kindness a little more acceptance and generosity into the world. And and we've already, we've, within our own group, it goes back to that. Like I've received text messages um, of, hey, just encourage me, remind me again, you know, handling the fears or encouraging me, you know? So we, it kind of is a Nobel Peace Prize in itself, you know? Yeah. Well, you're an inspiring person. You're energetic. That's what I love. I love having people with energy around me because it really brings, you know, my energy level is up. Um, so I can't wait. We will be launching very soon, and I can't wait for all the events and, and everything to happen. Um, very, very grateful to have you on board. Um, why don't you take a few moments to um, make sure people know how to reach out to you? Sure. Um, if they want to buy a home, if they just want to have an energizing talk with you, or... <laughs> Find, get some mother advice. I don't know. How can they get a hold of you? Yes. So um, I've got several different ways. So I have justwalkinfaith.com is my blog. So I've got email access there. If you ever just, if you're not even in a position where you want to talk, but you um, just need to feel understood, my blog is a great place. It's, there's a little tab called Me Too Stories and you can just click on that. And it's my life, um, no filter, uh, tough things. I warn you, some of the things might make you cry or some of them might make you need um, a mimosa or something to like, uh, <laughs> with. Um, and then I have my Instagram accounts are just walk in faith. And then I also have your realtor, Samantha. Um, I have my Facebook page. My Facebook page is your realtor, Samantha, or 
just look me up at Samantha Root. Um, also, I I tend to keep everything pretty transparent. So any any of my pages are things that I, I've always said. As long as social media has been around, I always want my kids to look at it and me not have to justify any of the pictures or any of the content. So you're welcome to to pick whichever tone you want, but they all pretty much look the same. And then I'm on LinkedIn just from a professional perspective. Um, yeah, that's that's how you find me. Or I'm here in Peoria, Arizona. So if you ever want coffee or whatever, I'm I'm always around. <laughs> <laughs> Busy, but around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, this has been fun. I appreciate Thank you taking you. the time. And um, yeah, I think that uh, we've created something that's, that's going to become much bigger than than um, than just a book. So. Tremendously yeah. excited to see where, where things go with this. And uh, yeah, we are kind of stuck with each other, aren't we? We really are. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And I still look at like, I was telling someone a couple days ago, because they asked, like, how did you get involved? I said, Michelle found me and I don't even know how. I can't even explain this. It, we are. It was God inspired, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have no yeah. doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were at the right place at the right time being guided by the same hand, and here we are. So um, I'm going to have to sign off, but thank you so much. And uh, to everyone out there, thank you for listening in, and stay tuned and be updated on uh, the Lemonade Can coming out uh, on Amazon. Yoo-hoo! December 4th. There we go. So... Sam, thank you so much. I hope you have a great day. Everyone else out there, have a fabulous day. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Hold on.